Well, praise the Lord and good day to you. And welcome to the Old Path Bible Study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in my office at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. We're glad uh, to be gathered around the Word of God today, whatever day that might be for you. And uh, we're just uh, in the attempt to leave a legacy and a trail of truth behind us in our little short vapor of a life that we have. Everybody's just passing through. Uh, we'll, we'll wake up uh, pretty soon and we'll all be in heaven. And uh, I'm thankful for that. But on our journey, as we occupy here in the time we've been given of the Lord, as we bring forth fruit in that which he's given us, we it is surely my desire to leave a legacy of truth, not my name, not uh, everything that I did, but everything that God has done, the legacy, the trail of truth is, I, I believe we, we cannot leave a trail of truth for generations that come behind us. And, and I don't believe there will really be any more generations behind us. I believe the Lord Jesus Christ is probably coming uh, more than likely this year. And I'm, I'm not writing a book about it. I'm not prophesying. I'm just telling you that I'm looking for him every day. I'm, I'm literally expecting the Lord to come every day of my life. I'm looking for him, waiting for him, and I, I, I truly am expecting him. I believe that we, he is, it, it is at the door. The end of this age is about to close out. So, and the only way we can leave a trail of breadcrumbs, so to speak, Jesus being the bread from heaven, is if we're partaking of that broken bread daily. And so I'm just excited to be sharing the Word of God in the truth in which it was written, which is Christ and Him crucified. That is the righteous context of God's Word. And today we're about to just break forth right into a wonderful chapter. And I know the Lord is going to show us some things uh, in Hebrews chapter 11 that that we've probably never seen before, never known, never knew before, but also some of the things that we have known and we have heard he is going to cause them to be uh, become more absolute to us, more experiential to us, uh, more concrete, if you will, in, in our hearts. And he's going, I believe the Lord is going to give us a greater and greater spirit of revelation and wisdom along the way. And I'm talking about those he's able to get back to the place where they can see and hear and receive. And that's at the cross. Uh, the Lord never intends on us leaving the place of our first love, which is at Calvary. Hallelujah. And so from Calvary is where everything happens. It's where we were delivered from everything behind us. It's where we have access to all the promises before us. But everything is centered around Jesus Christ and him crucified, and it must be touching everything. It must go through, everything must go through him and that truth. For the Bible says all things are by him, for him, through him, and will return to him. Hallelujah. So uh, don't forget about the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. There are several commentaries on there now. Uh, made available to you uh, for a small fee. 
and uh, also just uh, preaching CDs and things of that nature, thecrosswaychurch.com. Click on the store icon. And for those of you who are learning the Word of God in the, in the context of the cross of Christ, you will be greatly blessed and moved forward uh, on into the faith. And speaking of faith, that's what we're really going to be talking about now. And it's not that we haven't been talking about faith because the chapter before this, has the Holy Spirit has worked his way in the attempt to get us to realize that the just shall live by faith. Remember the last couple of sessions in chapter 10 of Hebrews, it was about casting not away your confidence. And do you remember what we learned? If you didn't, uh, if you weren't with us on the last couple of sessions, please go back and catch up. Uh, you miss so much when you just jump in. I thank God for everybody who just jumps in, but you miss so much when you just jump in the middle of something. But go back and listen to the other two sessions because one of the things we talked about that's going to be a, 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 a very important part of chapter 11, at least this first uh, session today, is, is the definition we learned of confidence and what confidence really means. That word confidence in Hebrews chapter 10, when we're told by the Holy Spirit, don't cast away your confidence because it has great recompense of reward. That word confidence, I encourage you, please go look it up so you'll know that I'm being honest so that you can see it with your own eyes and, and, and you can just shout for great joy. The word confidence, the first definition you find when you look it up, it says an all-outspokenness. The second definition is frankness, like being frank about something, uh, just straightforward. And the third definition is bluntness, just being blunt. We're not beating about the bushes. We just allow the Holy Spirit to show us what God's Word is about, uh, which it is the cross of Christ. The Bible is the word of the cross, and 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 we and and we and we see these things, and uh, our confidence is an all-out spokenness. We do not, and we'll talk about this today, we do not speak to have a confidence. We speak because we have a confidence. You, you got to get that right or your flesh will fall into some deceptive, lustful thing and, and believe a lie that you can confess your way into where you're going and that your words are powerful. And all they, although your words are powerful and they can hurt and they can be constructive, but when it comes to the faith that we live by as Christians, words always follow believing. They never lead the belief. They never lead us. Uh, words follow. Words take place after we believe, and we're going to see that. But I wanted to bring this back up again today because what you're seeing in these last few seconds of this last hour that is about to close this church age and I'm telling you my friends at any moment 
At any moment, we're going to be with the Lord. At any moment. I hope you're living that way. And I hope you know that you're to live as though Jesus is coming today, but also as if he's not coming for a hundred years or coming even in your life. You must be ready. You must be about the Father's business. But you must also be ready to leave which means your heart is right with him, which means you're trusting in Jesus and what he did at Calvary, not just to get you in the kingdom, but to give you everything that you need by the grace of God as you walk in this journey of life to the finish line of this great victorious race. So confidence is an all-outspokenness. So again, let me encourage all of those who follow us, for I know that you, for the most part, are those who the Lord has been able to bring back to Calvary's cross. There you find obedience in experience, not just name. Yet we became obedient when we got saved by believing in the obedience of Christ and his obedience unto death. But if that's where your faith is, we're going to see today that you're, you, you can only participate in what your faith is in, and whatever your faith is in, that's what you're participating in. And so uh, we're going to see that today. But first of all, Faith, true biblical faith, brings this confidence that we need. We talked a little bit about it. It brings this all-out spokenness that others need. Get that now. Faith gives us this confidence, this assurance. And this is actually what the first verse in this 11th chapter is, first of all, speaking about. Let's read it together. Now, faith is the substance, and that word means the assurance. Let me just press on this and read it straight from the, uh, the paper. It means assurance. It means confidence. That's the, the substance of faith is assurance and confidence. Where there's faith, there's assurance and confidence. When, when, when we're feeling like, Lord, I, I just feel like I, I don't know if you're real. I, I don't know if I'm saved. And we come under the attack of the enemy. What you need, my friend, is faith. And what's happening there is that your, your faith is under attack because when we begin to doubt, what do you think is under attack? It's our faith because faith knows. Faith is sure. Faith is confident. But our flesh through its lust, through its doubts, through its deceitful, deceptive ways in which there is nothing good. And the enemy behind all of that, throwing fiery darts, will at times make us feel like we're not saved or God's not real or maybe since there's no, not a big move of God and a big uh, everybody just coming back to Calvary, maybe we've taken this a little too far. And all these fleshly, doubtful things begin to take place. It's our faith that's under attack because faith is the substance of what our hope is in. 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the assurance we have. It's the confidence we have in that which we're hoping for. I believe one of the problems we have is that our hope finds itself in things that are not God's will. They're our will. God doesn't give confidence, and he doesn't even participate in carrying out our will. He gave us this great salvation. He gave us his spirit because of his will. He brought us into his will. He will never fulfill our will. He did not bring us into his kingdom to fulfill our will. Him bringing us into his kingdom is about him fulfilling his will. And and when we come in, it's about carrying out his will. It is our God who works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, we need to understand that. So let's look at this and a little some things I wrote down here. Uh, faith is a persuasion. Faith, if you're hearing anything, it's the rain beating on the roof. We're having some lovely little rain showers here coming through today. Thank God for them uh, because we're about to have a heat wave, they say. But uh, hallelujah. Faith is persuasion due to moral conviction from hearing the truth. If we're talking about biblical, spiritual faith, there's all sorts of faith. Faith to, uh, to sit in a chair and it holds you up. You've heard these things before. Uh, faith to go to work because you're going to draw a paycheck. Uh, we believe this because we're going to get this result. We believe it enough to do it because we want that result. But biblical, spiritual, true biblical faith is a persuasion. I've been persuaded. I didn't persuade myself. This, this persuasion comes from outside of me to persuade the inside of me from my heart. This is where we believe with the heart under righteousness. And so uh, faith is a persuasion. It is a, a persuasion with assurance and confidence, this is right. This is right. We bear witness with the truth. What does Romans chapter 8 say? That our spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, that we are the children of God. Why? Because God has offered His Son on the cross and told us, whosoever believes in Him will never perish but have everlasting life. We believe upon Him with the heart and our mouth confesses because there's that all-out spokenness. And I believe this to be a truth that we find in God's Word to the degree we're talking about our salvation and our Lord, to that same degree our confidence is found. Folk who don't talk about the Lord, they don't talk about scriptures, but they claim to be Christian, I wouldn't dare say they're not saved, didn't get saved, but I will absolutely say their confidence is equal to their spokenness about it. Their speaking about it. Their confidence is equal to their speaking about it. Let's remember the thief on the cross. There were two, one on each side of Jesus. At first, they were both railing on him, mouthing at him. But all of a sudden, 
just like you and me, there came a move of the Spirit of God that convicted that thief, convicted us, and we realized we were sinners. Jesus was perfect without sin, did not deserve to be on the cross. We did, but he was there taking care of our sin, putting our sin away, and that thief believed upon the Lord Jesus Christ. We know he did because Jesus told him, today you'll be with me in paradise. And he didn't go into a deep theological explanation of why he believed. I'm talking about the thief. He just said to prove he believed in his heart, remember me when you come into your kingdom. I believe, you know. So apparently he believed he was the one that God sent. And what did the thief do immediately after believing he began to rebuke that mouth began to speak my friends because he was confident in the one in whom he had just believed when that heart is believing under righteousness that mouth is speaking under that salvation there is a burning fire there that when the heart is believing, the mouth will be speaking. That is the result, the fruit, the, 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 the fruit of that confidence and that assurance we have. And it is true biblical faith. It is true biblical fruit of faith. That thief began to rebuke that other thief the moment he believed in Christ because faith takes place in the heart and then manifests itself outside the heart through speaking through the mouth. And let me say this today, it is never the other way around. You don't speak to mountains and move them to try to get faith. Jesus said, if you had faith the size of grain of mustard seed, you could speak to the mountain and remove it. So I know we've been in all sorts of false lying wonders and false doctrines of devils about speaking your way into existence and you're the prophet of your own life, speaking yourself into your own future. Those are all lies. We know they were lies and God brought us out of those doctrines of lying devils, but there is a truth about believing and speaking. Not speaking and believing, but believing and speaking because speaking is the result of your believing. Speaking is the result of your believing. Remember this confidence that we're not to cast away defined it is an all-out spokenness, but it takes place in the heart and out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. No matter what the abundance of the heart is, the mouth is speaking. And when you and I were born again, the Lord gushed like a river, shedding his love abroad in our hearts. Hallelujah. And our mouths begin to speak. That's just the way it is. Now, I know a lot of Christians would say, well, you don't have to speak. Well, the Bible says... That, and we're going to look at it today. The, the, the Bible says that Christian faith speaks. Christian faith speaks. It's the manifestation of the assurance, the confidence we have. 
Moses didn't just, I mean, Noah, I'm sorry, Noah didn't just build an ark. He was a preacher of righteousness. He was moved by God through, by faith through fear. I can't wait to get to that scripture because that scripture in verse 7, look at it when we're done here today. We'll work our way there if the Lord doesn't come for us before we get there. But it is one of the most profound descriptions and pictures of the way Bible faith works. And I don't believe it's changed. I do not believe it's changed. So let's let's look at something today, and let me say these things. I want to make sure we have these things. Faith is never speaking to believe. You do not speak to believe, but rather believing to speak. Remember Romans 10, verse 10. It's with the heart men believe under, unto righteousness, then the mouth speaks unto salvation. That's Romans 10 and 10. And that's not just a born-again experience Bible verse. That is an every day of your life because all of God's words are in righteousness. That means they're all pertaining to Christ and what He would provide for us in His death on the cross. And therefore, it, it's also the only avenue through which faith comes. Take a note on this. Look at it later. 2 Peter 1 and 1. This like precious faith we have obtained, we've obtained it through the righteousness of God. That means we've obtained it. That means it came. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but if you read that verse in Romans 10, 17 and the couple of verses before it, you'll see the context is the gospel, believing the gospel. There is no faith that comes by hearing that's not touching the gospel. Not going to happen. The church in Galatia, were being, they were being lied to and tempted to go back to the word of God in the old covenant that commanded circumcision. Faith couldn't come any longer, even though that's written in the Bible. It couldn't come. Faith couldn't come. Faith could not come when they were being told to be circumcised. In Acts, I think it's chapter 15, verse 1, there you had Jewish uh, folks still hung up under the law of the old covenant uh, and it's uh, a ministry of death by the way uh, and condemnation by the way telling the new con Christian converts that they weren't really saved unless they got circumcised faith can't come even though that's written in the old covenant God commanded his people to be circumcised but faith can only come through righteousness because righteousness is who Christ is and what he provided under the new covenant in his blood. Faith, if it doesn't come through righteousness, then it's not the righteousness of God's word. And Romans 1.18 says it's because we're holding his truth in unrighteousness and all that can be produced in that is ungodliness and unrighteousness, even if it has a form and a great appearance of godliness, it is without the power of God. The power of God is in the preaching of the cross of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's what our Bibles say, and I just happen to be an old-fashioned Bible believer. Glory be to God. So this... Uh, uh, 
Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 10 through 13, and then I'll show you where uh, this was reached back by the Holy Spirit and pulled this treasure. I love to see how the, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, reaches back unto the old and what was folded up and brings it into our lives and unfolds it in the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 10 through 13. And now today we're talking about now faith being the substance of what we're hoping for, the evidence of things not seen with these physical eyes. But watch this scripture in 2 Corinthians 4, 10 through 13. And remember, hold it now before you take off and go to reading. Remember what we've talked about, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. For faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But you must not just read that verse, you must back up a verse or two and see it's the gospel context, the report of the Lord context, which is all the word of God, the avenue through which faith comes when we hear the word of God properly. What does that mean? Dipped in the blood of Jesus. You're not getting anything imparted into your heart by the Holy Spirit, he, outside of faith in the sacrifice, he can only apply the Word of God to our hearts through our faith in the blood. He writes his words of life and liberty. Hebrews, this very book, teaches us. He writes his words of life and liberty into our hearts and minds, but it's with the ink of the blood of Jesus. The blood is what applies the Word. The blood is what applies the Word. You say, well, it, no, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit only applies the Word as it is truth in righteousness to the heart because it's always the man believing with his heart under righteousness and then the mouth speaks. The reason... The mouth of most of what's heard in Christianity is wrong today is because the heart is not believing under righteousness. And someone might say, well, God's words are all in righteousness. They're all righteous words, yes. But if they're not viewed and presented through the blood, if we're not pointing to Calvary when we preach any part of God's word, then the Holy Spirit is not going to be able to apply the truths to our heart. And our mouths, they might be speaking, but they're speaking whatever our faith is in. If it's in fleshly things using Scripture, our words are going to be fleshly producing poison in the pot and death among the congregation. Get that now. Watch now, 2 Corinthians 4, 10 through 13. Oh, notice the context. Notice the context of Scripture. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. 
For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then, death works in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith. Get that now. We have the same spirit of faith. You need to meditate on this today. I believe if you would begin to pray about this, meditate on this, dig into this, the Holy Spirit would show you some things. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I have believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Now don't flash out on me and say, well, what about those people who can't speak? You don't have that problem, my friend. We always like to flash out. What are those, about those people that can't go to church? Well, they can't go to church. That don't mean God can't move in their heart because it all begins with believing. You know, I, you know, I, you know I, 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 I don't have to read my Bible. Some people are Christians in jail. They don't even have a Bible. Some people are Christians out on the island. They don't have it. But you're not. You're not locked up. You, see, we flesh out. It gets me how we, through the lust of our own flesh, really sometimes look for ways to get out of serving God instead of pressing in and wanting to be found more faithful to Him, have a greater testimony of being faithful according to the Word of God. It can't happen outside of faith. And the more you allow your trust in Christ to, to, to build you. He will build you and strengthen you in the faith and you will find a stronger confidence taking place. And that means you'll have a more of an outspokenness going on in your life. An outspokenness. Notice that what we just read is in the context of bearing about in our body the death of Jesus. That means denying ourselves daily, taking up our cross again today, losing our life that we might find it in Him, denying the glorying of the flesh so that we can glory in Christ and Him be glorified again today. And, 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 and when that's where your faith is, you're going to be speaking about it. When that's where your faith is, you're not going to be wanting to talk about denominationalism and, 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 and history and, and, and who your preacher is. And, and, and I, I, you won't listen. When your faith is in the sacrifice of Christ, you got something to talk about. And you're going to be talking about it. And this is pulled from the treasure of Psalms 116, verse 10, that says, I believe, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. Believe, true Bible faith is going to be found speaking because faith 
is what gives us this confidence and biblical confidence is an all outspokenness. It's a bluntness. It's a frankness. It's not obnoxious. It's not mean. It's loving, but it's an all outspokenness. Now granted, today in our time, in the greatest time of apostasy, apostasy the church has ever known, if you're speaking the truth even in love, you're going to be called all sorts of names. If you're living in the faith, that means you're declaring the faith. And let me say this as I close. You're all outspokenness. God didn't give you a spirit of timidity, but of love, power, and a sound mind to be able to, through His love, that we have this faith that works and, and by which we live, the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us, we have that love working in our hearts. We have that power working in our hearts. And we have a sound mind to be able to hear these things, learn these things, and to ask the Lord to help us grow and function more in these things. Amen. Well, it's been a great broadcast. We'll get more into this uh, Thursday morning unless we've been taken out with the Lord, and I hope we have. But uh, I love you. I appreciate you. Don't forget to check the website. Uh, all the messages that we uh, have, teachings we put on there, and uh, the worship services are there. The, click on the store icon and help yourself to the things that are there, and we'll mail them right out to you as soon as we get your order request. And we're just so thankful for everything the Lord is doing as we leave a legacy and a trail of truth behind us. And uh, if the Lord stirs your heart to, to be a financial blessing to this ministry, some of you are growing and gleaning and you never sow where you're growing and gleaning from. Some of you never give, you never sow. And we're not asking for you to because we need anything. We, we, we're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places and the Lord provides for us in the preaching of this gospel. When you sow, into where you're gleaning and growing from. You become a part of that ministry and you begin to partake even of the blessings of the gospel being presented in that ministry. And so I encourage you, some of you who listen and you are learning the truth of God's word, but yet you're still giving to places where there's mixture, where there's just, oh, it's, it's becoming mixed up and they're not determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. And the Lord is showing you this. So there needs to be some changes. And some of you have great churches you go to, but you still need to seek the Lord to be a part of where you're gleaning and eating from the table from. And I promise you, you won't be sorry you did. And again, I don't say this out of need. I say this for your own blessing because we fall short of no spiritual blessings here at Crossway Church. The Lord provides for everything that He desires us to have and to be a part of. I love you. You can give at thecrosswaychurch.com or text the word GIVE to the number 903 231-5950. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then. God bless you.